1: on the upbeat dietitians podcast today we're going to be going over um you were going to introduce i'm just like jumping right in
0: i got you today we'll be discussing hayes <laughs> also known as health at every size and this is really a very popular topic and movement that has come up very much more prevalently i'd prevalently prevalently wait, come- okay, okay. yes um over the past i'd say five years i can't really i don't really have any recollection of it reaching farther out than that at least we will discuss when it started which was much longer than five years ago but it really did pick up more speed and more attention At least over the past five years. So, kind of where did Hayes start from? In 2003, the Association for Size, Diversity, and Health saw a need for a new set of, I don't know if I'd say guidelines, but a more, a new, we can just say guidelines or objective to better address. A lot of issues that have been coming up, especially with healthcare around body size and weight. And in 2003, they decided to update their current standards, and they really wanted to develop much more a much more in depth version of Hayes. So, some of the issues they actually saw come up were healthism, ableism, cultural imperialism, and health implications based off of someone's socioeconomic status and weight stigma. So these are very much more hot topics that have been discussed much more, especially over the past one or two years, which is really important that we are discussing them in a healthcare setting as well as an overall societal setting because these issues are very prevalent, unfortunately, nowadays, but there's been much more light brought to them. So kind of the basic components of haze consist of being respectful, having critical awareness, and being compassionate with self-care. And we'll really dive deeper into how these, how you can kind of apply these and be more aware of these and the different principles of haze. And we have five different principles we'll be discussing. And the first one is weight-inclusive- why did i read it like
1: inclusivity You <laughs> know
0: yes wait inclusivity
1: <laughs> wait that was wrong again wait include in- wait inclusivity.
0: inclusivity inclusivity you're adding too
1: many itty 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 <laughs> inclusivity
0: wait inclusivity yeah there you go i like my version <laughs> better oh, okay. but your version's way better thanks Hannah, you can start us off. Since okay, I, <laughs> I'll take over on
1: the inclusivity since Emily had a hard time. <laughs> okay, so this is probably, in my experience with Hayes, probably one of the bigger ones I've noticed as being one of their main efforts or things they kind of push. Um, but what this kind of involves is expecting and respecting, <laughs> accepting and respecting the very natural difference that all of us have in terms of the way our bodies look and getting rid of the idea that one body type is better than the other. So of course we typically have been groomed to think that, you know, looking thinner is better. That's healthier. That's how you should look to be a healthy person. And Hayes is trying to get rid of that mindset and sort of that dialogue, I guess and trying to talk about or enforce health at every size so you can be in a larger body and still be a very healthy person.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So they have a lot more focus on behaviors more so than how your body looks and unique sets of abilities and available resources rather than limiting someone to their size. An example would be, I guess, like maybe like anorexia. We have been kind of, I hate say, I I keep saying groomed for some reason, we've kind of groomed, I guess, to think that people who struggle with anorexia are always in a thin body where that's not true at all. Um, You can struggle with any type of eating disorder and be in any size of body. So that's another thing Hayes is trying to incorporate is just healthcare for all sizes, whether it is, you know, typical or atypical or anything like that, I guess. I don't think I'm giving them justice on this part, but that is kind of the bottom line is just getting rid of the idea that one body size is better and treating all individuals the same in terms of, you know, healthcare.
0: I think another really great example of when someone might be able to relate to this is anytime you go to the doctor. And this isn't to say that all doctors act this way, but I've heard it enough that it, seems to be an unfortunate common occurrence where if you are of a smaller frame and you look you look healthier or meet the more like healthy standard that we've been kind of trained to think of then they'll say like oh everything looks good you look healthy like whatever whatever even if you say that like oh I don't really like work out that often, or my eating habits are not very consistent. Whereas someone who might be categorized as more overweight, but they are consistently working out and really trying to balance of trying to incorporate a more balanced diet into their life. But since their weight is something that providers might not believe is in a healthy range weight loss will be recommended to them even if it's not appropriate at the time or they're in a perfectly healthy body it's just not it's, they're not how I guess like a lot of healthcare standards have fit them into being if that makes sense
1: Yeah. And I think that since this is kind of a new phenomenon, since most established doctors are probably, they've probably been doctors for a long time where that's kind of just how it's been all these years where society has said, you're in a smaller body, you're healthy, you're good to go, that kind of thing. But hopefully now as haze is growing and this idea of treating everyone the same based on your size um, for healthcare purposes, hopefully doctors that are currently training to be doctors will start incorporating this more so than current providers just because current providers may not quite know they weren't quite trained that way I'm sure they were trained that like if you have an overweight or obese patient you should probably encourage weight loss because they're probably at risk of all kinds of different diseases so hopefully as again more doctors start to more new newer doctors start to graduate and become doctors hopefully this is more of a a prevalent thing that they kind of adopt and incorporate.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, our second principle then is the emphasis on health enhancement in kind of your general well being. And this is not only focusing on your physical health, which kind of has been the establishment or long largest emphasis, I'd say, around whether someone's healthy is whether their physical health reflects that. But the emphasis with Hayes is really looking into your mental health, how you're doing economically, socially, spiritually, emotionally, and all other needs of your general well-being. That health really isn't just your physical well-being. It's so much more than that. And they really want to support some like more health policies that put a larger emphasis on resources and information about these different aspects of your life because all these different aspects play just as big a part in your life than just your physical health and we kind of all know that but it's not recognized as much which is really what Hayes is also trying to emphasize with that principle
1: yeah exactly that was a good way to summarize it Okay, number three is their focus on eating for well-being rather than just eating to control your weight. So the focus is taken away from weight and focus more on eating so you're satisfied, eating for pleasure, eating to meet your nutrition needs, getting enough of those vitamins and minerals and protein and carbs and all that kind of stuff. Because if you are managing those different eating behaviors, I guess, if you will you probably will be typically healthy. I mean, unless other things, non-food related occur to you, um, in which case that needs to be dealt with separately. But in terms of nutrition, if you are meeting those general behaviors, you probably will be a healthy person, whether you're in a smaller body or a larger body. So I, even working in a weight loss clinic, I do try to take the, the focus away from the scale and focus so much more on these behaviors because focusing on the scale, first of all, is just frustrating because it goes up and down all the time. And it's just such an external thing. You can't really control that much. Whereas you have total control over what foods you choose for the most part, I guess there's situations where you don't, but, um, how food makes you feel. You can start to focus more on eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're satisfied, that sort of thing. So I think that's a really good, I really like that part of haze is taking the focus away from weight and focusing more on those healthy behaviors.
0: Yeah. Which is something, that kind of your body tries to teach you growing up as a child. And then I feel like almost when you hit like adolescence, like you're a teenager, that you're going to like college and in your adult life, society tells you what you should be feeling. And that really does kind of mess up your natural cues. And I'm sure you all have heard us talk about this so much. And probably like almost every episode where we mentioned that it really is important that eating is so much more than just food in your body in, I guess, feel, which even in that case, some people don't even view food as feel because for whatever reason, but it plays many roles and we really hope that You not only appreciate food in that way, but are more aware of how often your life kind of revolves around food.
1: It can help you understand if you do think of it that way, like why you do struggle with like cravings or emotional eating. If you do start to realize that food is so much more to you personally than just a way to give your body energy to survive, if you recognize that it is more to you than that, you can kind of start to approach those different things and kind of manipulate your behaviors from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And our next principle is kind of about respectful care. And this is very much linked to the first principle where we're trying to take away the stigma around weight, but this is very much not only in healthcare, but this is us. we mention healthcare a lot because we both work as dietitians in healthcare. So it's kind of a large component in our life, but especially this one, I think can really be applied to the general public because this principle wants to help end weight discrimination. So this is about making assumptions about someone based off how they weight, treating someone who might weigh differently than you, any lesser than you normally would than someone who might look like you. And this also can be, I talked about this actually on Damien's podcast, which if you didn't listen to that, go listen to that um, on his page. We can link it somewhere. I don't know. But (laughs) what I talked about also was like clothes shopping. There can be a lot of weight discrimination there when there isn't a wide range of sizes from small to large, like body frames. And that can be something really frustrating to deal with from either end because kind of trying on clothes is such a fun part of shopping. And it's really disheartening when you go to a store and your size is not there. Additionally, this principle tries to take get rid of that weight stigma that we talked about. And then also weight bias where these all kind of work together in the sense that we're really trying to take away any types of judgment and assumptions people are making about people's weight by looking at them and also trying to take away any negative connotations that anyone might send their way or if there's lack of inclusivity. I might have said it right that time. (laughs) Oh yeah, you did. Nice job. (laughs) That's awesome. But additionally... This What I also really like about this principle, it does not only discusses weight, but it discusses how we should include more more resources and information with our services around the understanding of how socioeconomic status, race, gender, sexual orientation, age, and other identities will affect the weight stigma. And we need to be able to figure out how we can support, be supportive in these environments of people of all these different backgrounds and try to address any type of inequities we do come across. So it's a I feel like there's a, there's a lot of ambition there and I'm here for it. And it really does start off with anyone can apply this to their life. This is not something that is just for healthcare providers. This is not just someone who for anyone who's working with individuals who might want to deal with weight loss or personal training with changing their body or whatnot, this is something we can apply to your life every day when you encounter anyone. Yeah.
1: I really like that one too. It's very like all-inclusive, which is great um, in a lot of ways, I guess, but I like that it kind of starts with just acknowledging your bias. Like if you don't even know that you aren't being inclusive Hayes encourages you just to like start to recognize where you could be better and that's just like the first place to start so we don't even recognize that you aren't being inclusive so that is a good place to start is kind of just thinking about how you might be able to do better in that area
0: exactly,
1: exactly. all right last um principle here i love this one because i'm all about this Talk about it all the time. But the last one is life enhancing movement. So again, we're not just eating to change our body. We're also not going to just move our bodies to change the way they look. So supports finding physical activity that allows people of all sizes, abilities, interests to engage in enjoyable, enjoyable movement to a degree that they choose. So not saying you have to do this type of exercise to look a certain way. You can really do whatever the heck you want. All movement is going to be good movement in the most. In most cases, I am all about that. I say to almost every single person that I work with that if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to stick with it long-term. But I guess in terms of haze, this is more about like allowing, you know, people of all sizes, like encourage people of all sizes, whether they're a larger body or a smaller body to do what they enjoy to do, not what they feel like they have to do to change the way they look. Love that one. I don't
0: really have much to add to that because I think you covered all the bases. I really especially like what you added at the end where someone's size does not dictate what type of exercise or movement they should be doing. And also if we see an individual participating in whatever activity is, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's going for a run, whether it's water polo, whether it's water polo <laughs> that came to my head I was like water's What? <laughs> whether it's pickleball. <laughs>
1: pickleball I've actually heard a lot of, about pickleball lately I don't know why that's like a thing
0: now I think it's coming back in popularity but kind of weird yeah so we should not be judging people based off what types of movement they choose to participate in. And I say we rather just celebrate that they are, they found some type of movement that makes them happy.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I, again, I'm using a personal experience here, like with my patients, I have such a hard time, not convincing, but encouraging them to go to like a gym, for example, because They've had bad experiences in the past. They've gone. They felt like they were being watched and judged and like, oh, why are they here? They obviously don't know what they're doing. They're super unhealthy. But like if they're there, they're trying to change that. They're trying to be a healthier person. So I always can say, you know, oh no, no one's looking at you. No one's judging you. But I guess it's just because I know I wouldn't do that. But I guess I can't speak for someone who would be in a larger body, how that would feel. But that is kind of the goal of, having haze is more of a acknowledged thing is that people with larger bodies could go to the gym and they wouldn't have those feelings anymore. Cause that is so important that you can do what you enjoy doing. If you enjoy going to the gym, even though you haven't gone before, or maybe you have gone for a long time, you just are in a larger body. It can be discouraging if you feel like people are judging you or even maybe even verbally tell you what they're thinking, which is even worse. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I think that It's good that we are having the conversation about this because that has been something I see a lot with my patients: is they don't feel comfortable going to the gym because they just feel out of place there. Yeah.
0: So, those were kind of all the principles that Hayes goes over, and I know that this is a very hot topic right now, and a lot of people have their opinions about it. So, we wanted to kind of address some of the more controversial questions that people bring up when discussing Hayes. And the first of those being is Hayes anti weight loss. And, you know, I don't know if we'll agree on this. I actually, I'm not entirely sure where my stance is, but
1: yeah. I, Me um, too,
0: honestly, I was going to say it's not anti weight loss, but for the intentions behind weight loss, if that makes sense. I think yeah. it's not pro weight loss in the sense to change yourself to fit a certain body shape or to fit a sh- certain standard. So you're now considered healthy, but if an individual chooses to, if they want to lose weight and it's for their own personal reasons, not because society is pressuring them, not because a health professionals pressuring them not because their family or friends or significant others pressuring them which that last one makes me most mad <laughs> but um I think it really like I guess it really just real. I don't know what it
1: is it's <laughs> so hard to know. put into words I know what you mean yeah
0: because it's your personal decision what you do with your body at the end of the day and I think yeah. Hayes recognizes that. And as long as you're doing it for yourself and whatever reasons behind your motivation for that, I think it's fine. I don't say, I don't think Hayes, though, is like anyone who wants to lose weight has been brainwashed by society, which, like, honestly, we kind of have been, we all have been brainwashed by society with weight loss. So, like, that's fair. So I'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts because I feel like you'll say something more eloquent than what I just said.
1: Um, don't get your hopes up, but um, I actually really agree with what you just said. I think I kind of have the same view. Um, I think it really depends on the specific person who promotes haze because there are some, like I'm going to use the example of dietitians. There are some Hays dietitians who are very, very anti weight loss, and like that makes me leery of saying that I'm a Hayes dietitian because I am all about what you were just describing body autonomy. You know, if you do want to change the way your body looks, that's okay. But I think I said this before a million times on here, which figure out kind of the why behind why you're doing that and kind of focus on that first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, I do think Hayes as a whole, isn't anti-weight loss. It is about that body autonomy, but If you ask certain people who do really, really promote Haze, I don't think that they would say the same thing, but from what we've kind of just learned from like actual Haze itself, I think I would agree that they're not anti-weight loss, but they also aren't promoting weight loss either. That's definitely not the goal, obviously.
0: Because sometimes when you do change your diet or your physical activity, I feel like weight loss can be a side effect of it almost like that might not have been the primary goal at the time but it might have been just like something that ended up happening
1: right it's kind of haze and intuitive eating kind of go hand in hand but it's very similar with intuitive eating like it's not we said it before in our episode on that but it's not a diet where you're trying to lose weight but when you do have a better you know, view around food, relationship with food, weight loss might occur if you have been say binge eating for years and years and years and, you know, just treating food the wrong way. So if you do follow a Hays approach, weight loss might happen, but that doesn't mean you are like intentionally trying to lose weight, which is honestly the way to go because it means that you're eating in a more healthful way, but like you're not doing something just to strive for weight loss. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that provided you with some insight on something around hay. So we helped answer your question. <laughs> the next question, which we've kind of already discussed many times, is can you really be healthy at any size? And to me, I think I mentioned this honestly in episode two, where or three, where healthy to me is all inclusive of all these different avenues and parts of your life like the physical the mental the social the emotional components the spiritual spiritual components so healthy to someone healthy to me le- might look different from healthy to someone else because you can be you're like super low body fat percentage huge muscle mass <laughs> volume i don't Real even think volume. That. <laughs> muscle volume <laughs> i don't think that's the correct metric <laughs> um but basically essentially like very physically fit and toned as the kids like to say <laughs> um but your mental health could be deteriorating and you could be unhinged and falling apart. Unhinged. I love when you say unhinged. <laughs> I use unhinged all the time. More, normally, about myself, I say I'm unhinged. Yeah. Like, I love it. One of my favorite words. Um, so I don't know, would you consider that person healthy then if their physical health is looking very good, but mentally they're falling apart? And then on the opposite spectrum, if someone might have a higher body fat percentage, but they feel really good about themselves and they're thriving in life and they're happy, then it really, there are many components that go into health. And I think one of the biggest struggles, especially around discussing haze, I would feel like people think that because you're emphasizing other portions of health you're kind of putting down the others which it really depends on what the where the person's at in life what they have going on behind the scenes how old they are what their job situation is if they're in school or not. all those different components really can affect what they have going on so I would say you can be healthy at any size it really is coming down to how that person's feeling and what different components, because not every component of your life. I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there who has every component of life together and they're just doing so well. And I'm so happy for them, but I don't think that's realistic for everyone to try to achieve. Or at least I I don't know if I'd say try to achieve, You can try to achieve that. I don't think it's realistic for everyone to obtain at one point in time with everything going on. Yeah,
1: exactly. I really like how you said at the
0: beginning, like
1: healthy is such a broad term. It's very hard to look at a person and say, yep, they're healthy. There's so much more to it than that. Um, Physically, we have to look at, you know, like lab values and, you know, I don't know a million other things body fat percentage but even that like you can still it's so complicated I can't even like put it into words so the word healthy is such a I know Emily hates it and I really don't like it that much either I try not to use it that much I would think the words healthy and diet I just try to like steer clear of um even though they aren't naughty words they have become (laughs) naughty words (laughs) they're very naughty
0: (laughs) Um, oh I know (laughs) I like the word naughty, but I don't like calling those two words naughty. (laughs) Okay, go on, go on, go on. I'm I'm getting over it. I get the point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I don't even know where I was going with that. But um that makes it difficult to, I guess, even define haze. Well, no, no. Never mind. Scratch that. I don't even know where I'm going with that anymore. But I I do agree that you, depending on your own definition, you can be healthy at any size. I like to use the H, this is so sappy, but say more like happy at every size, just from the perspective of, from those clinical components, like we do know that people who are obese are at higher risk, not that everyone who is in a larger body is going to get these diseases, but they are at higher risk of type two diabetes and high blood pressure and other cardiovascular diseases, back pain, bladder issues. like There's a ton of comorbidities that do come along with sometimes obesity, overweight, that sort of thing. But that's not to say that every single person who struggles with those is going to have those. So I'm having a hard time putting this into words today because I don't want to say the wrong thing because I do absolutely agree with almost everything Hayes stands for. I just have seen a lot of different Pays people, they just take weight out of the conversation, which is good, but sometimes they neglect that weight can be dangerous, but it also isn't always dangerous. We have to really focus on the individual, what they need specifically, what their health is actually like, and not just make this blanket overview statement for each person because it's just not how it works. Every single person is so, so different. So that's my struggle with i'm not even going to say with hayes because it's not hayes i feel like hayes has really great principles and basic foundation guidelines if you will but with some people that enforce hayes i do have a, a internal struggle with what they promote sometimes
0: i mean i feel like that's can be pretty popular with any profession where there's many different extremes about different views like not all doctors have the same views about everything. Not all nurses have the same views about everything. Like yeah. speech language pathologists. I actually, I don't know much about where <laughs> they might differ, but I'm sure one, some of them, they don't all get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like that actually is very popular with a lot of professions. And I think it's like, I don't think ever. Not every dietitian is the same view. That's. Oh, absolutely. I don't. That's very apparent. And you kind of have to figure out which dietitians you really like to hear from and which of their beliefs you really can see yourself getting behind. And that's perfectly fine because when I, I feel like one of the best episodes examples got podcasts on the brain (laughs) one of the best examples I think is with maybe like therapists where a lot of them specialize in different things but if you also look at like their background or what types of beliefs they follow one will be better for you than the other and that's okay if not all of the therapists can work for you which is like the same with dietitians. That's okay if not all dietitians speak to you.
1: Yeah, like we're all gonna have different views. That's just like being human. Um, so that's definitely not. What I'm trying to say that I like don't like people who are <laughs> no dietitians. No, 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 weight no. Loss. That's definitely not the case. I could, I I could get along very well with someone like that. And I could have patients that would or clients. I'd even refer to someone like that, but. What I practice as a dietitian is not anti-weight loss. And so those who have polar opposite views of mine is fine, but that is something I just have a hard time promoting because that's not what I do, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. That makes sense to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been, as a new dietitian, I've been kind of like having a mental crisis about that. Like what, what's, what's my stance? But then I'm like I, like, I don't have to like have a stance. I can like change my view for every single person and like change the way I approach different situations. Yeah, too. like
0: weight loss might be better for someone and another person. It might not be something we should ever discuss. Exactly. And like, but that's should- like very individual, <laughs>
1: Yeah, like I have some who love weighing themselves and watching their weight, weight graph go down. I have others that I have told to throw the scale away because it's only causing more anxiety and stress. So it's just so different for every single person. And I think that was really the bottom line of what I try to do as a dietitian is making it individual instead of just saying every single person has to follow these specific guidelines.
0: Mm-hmm so our last controversial question then is,
1: we, got, we got we got kind of
0: on a tangent but yeah. that's okay this is good discussion and i'm sure people want to hear this is i feel like this is kind of one of the best parts of this episode especially because there have been so many controversial takes on Hayes, and it's important yeah. that we discuss them at least from our perspective so the last controversial question is: Is Haze backed by research? Because oftentimes, at least with fat diets, that this is not a diet, this is more like a mindset, like intuitive eating. They kind of sometimes they these diets can come out of nowhere, and sometimes they can be taken from other chronic conditions that are now applicable apparently to the general public. And a lot of the research behind haze is there's a growing amount of research showing that haze can better the overall patient care process because there is so much of a there's so much more of an emphasis on these other components of health that aren't just weight and by removing weight not removing weight but also like setting it to the side and not putting it as the top contributor to a lot of issues, they've seen better results with patient care and treatment. And a lot of the research has shown that long-term success of dieting is not effective because a lot of individuals will actually gain the weight back from these extreme diets within two years. So you might be, oftentimes people would be very happy they lost all that weight, but then It'll end up coming back to them because the dieting is not sustainable or realistic to maintain over long term. Additionally, there's been a lot of research around how the healthy body size range increases risk of disordered eating, which we've kind of talked about a little bit, but disordered eating is basically habits that are not. Habits that are very much influenced by, I would say, your mental health aspect, where they can kind of distort your relationship with food in your body. And these can eventually lead to eating disorders. But so by promoting these healthy body sizes, we are hurting the mental health of individuals and also potentially increasing their risk of disordered eating and eating disorders. And the last portion of research states that by doing a much better job of evaluating, I guess I kind of talked about this already a bit, but by doing a much better job of evaluating an individual's environment, we can provide much better patient care. And this is in the sense of looking at socioeconomic class, their access to food, if there's a food insecurity risk there, and also access to educational resources because healthcare is ex- expensive. Hannah and I were just talking about this before the episode started and to see all these different professionals can it can build up in medical bills and be very hard to see all these people and be very I guess like there would be a lot of pushback because individuals might not be able to afford all these different resources. And therefore, it would have a negative effect on their health status, which we do not want. So really, haze is backed by science in the sense that there is a need for more discussion around how dieting is not an effective way to maintain weight loss. And also, there are so many other effects of dieting that we've already discussed in previous episodes, but basically can distort your body's natural cues it can ruin your relationship with food in your body and so much more potentially leads you to eating disorders and also by taking into account every aspect of an individual's life we can better help someone and also we need to be able to make sure that all these resources resources are affordable to them because you can you can offer resources. But if there are thousands of dollars, that might not be realistic for someone to incorporate into their life.
1: Yes. I have nothing else to add to that, honestly. That was really, really, really good way of putting all that. So yeah, I agree that it is backed by the research. My biggest thing with what you had said that I would uh, kind of agree on is that the way we've been doing things, I guess it kind of goes into our next point, that what we've been doing hasn't been working, obviously dieting doesn't work. We have seen time and time again that those who are often doing these crash fad diets, they often are just gaining weight back, feeling guilty, going into that vicious vicious cycle. Um, that whole correlation with that, along with like disordered eating and eating disorders, that's just not, it's not working. What we've been doing isn't working. So why not shift towards this different way of thinking, different way of providing care? I mean, why wouldn't we, you know, it's more inclusive it honors so much more than just a person's weight. It brings so much more to the discussion. So I know I had said that. I would not say I'm a Hays provider, but I'm a big a big supporter of Hays. And I think if we do start incorporating more of those principles, that's gonna do us, it's gonna serve just us as a human race as a whole, a lot better than whatever we've been doing in the past because that clearly is not working. We have so many struggles with, well, Emily mentioned healthcare already, but that's a whole other thing, but also struggles with weight and eating disorders and almost any type of disease state has a very large population of people struggling with it in terms of like food, um, food food-related diseases. So anyway, what we're doing isn't working. And I think that if the research does show that this way of doing it could be better, then we should. (laughs)
0: yeah so that kind of wraps up today's haze portion and we hope you learned something we hope we provided some type of clarification around haze i feel like as hannah mentioned there are many different types of haze dietitians i don't know if i'd label us as haze dietitians but i don't know we do support everything about haze yeah um And we really hope that you have a better understanding about maybe some of the controversies around haze. And if you have any other questions, please let us know. We'd love to clarify on that. We'd love to look more into the research on that. If you like, we could bring on a haze dietitian. We'd have to do some, (laughs) I don't know if I say research into them, but it definitely is awesome to bring on other perspectives. Not yeah. to say that a haze dietitian really will probably have much different to say than a lot of we talked about, but it's always interesting to hear someone else's perspective. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that's a good segue into our bonus question. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I've had done enough ranting,
1: although this one might cause even more ranting in a different oh. sense. But anyway. <laughs> okay okay i'll i'll lead into it so our question today um and once again i have no idea what your answer is going to be so i'm very excited about this is a deep dish pizza actually a casserole
0: so my answer is no and i'm saying this because i looked up the definition before we started and it, said, doing it right now i think a stew or It was a stew or maybe soup-like. I don't think it was soup-like. But it was basically some component of a product (laughs) that is cooked in the oven in a large dish. And really, to me, no casseroles I know have any types of crust. It's kind of, to me, like a mixture of ingredients that normally is like, I think of like oven bake where like it rises and... Um and basically I don't I think a deep dish pizza is more similar to a pie than I think it is a casserole because it has a very much more set form it's not all these ingredients mixed together whereas a casserole to me can have different layers but doesn't have a crust is not pizza is <laughs> so you're muted
1: (laughs) I thought I unmuted it I think for me it's the crust argument you just provided that makes me kind of agree the first I would say yes Uh, eh. I think my final answer will be no though because it's just not a bunch of ingredients like mixed together it's like a very methodically prepared item a pizza is Mm -hmm. I think the only similarity is that it's in a deep dish a deep pan that's the only reason it might even be considered a casserole it has no other similar characteristics so if that's all it takes for you to qualify as a casserole then i guess cinnamon rolls i guess because you make them in like a deep pan what kind of deep oh
0: that that okay i was like i thought we were talking about like mixing around stuff i guess like dough and I don't like that. I don't like (laughs) that. Then banana bread's a casserole. Um, (laughs) If
1: that's the only way you're identifying. Right, 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 right. So (laughs) obviously banana bread's not a casserole. So deep dish pizza's not a casserole. I don't know how I got to that conclusion, but I'm sticking with it.
0: (laughs) It reminded me of like some geometry theory where like by this property. I the, the only remember, I remember the only property I remember is transitive, but I know this is definitely not transitive. So that's like if like this thing is this thing, then this thing is this thing in the oh, sense okay. that like they're almost similar. Like if by the proper, like if we both bit into the same piece of bread by the transitive property, <laughs> <laughs> like Lady in the Tramp style <laughs> or what? <laughs> yeah like that (laughs) that was a bad example but you know what I'm talking about
1: well you just brought me to like a very weird place in my memory like discussing those properties I do not want to be brought back to that I'm sorry it's okay I also
0: despise geometry so yeah there might be proofs since a banana bread sorry go ahead go ahead I was just saying since a banana bread is not a casserole a deep dish pizza is not a casserole I don't that's not transitive it's something
1: (laughs) I'm thinking of chemistry when we had to like I know you like chemistry so whatever I'm talking about probably isn't even true there were like some similar situations where we had like different I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. If I don't like use my knowledge like routinely. I'm just going to forget it. Like all that kind of stuff. Like anything I learned in high school that I have not applied in the last year, I don't remember. No. Or like in college it's gone, which is kind yeah. of scary because I spent a lot of money to go to dietetics school. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And I only use like a certain amount of what I learned. Actually, I probably use hardly any, just like the basics of nutrition and metabolism, because a lot of it is so emotional, which is the whole point of our podcast. Anyway, I keep I'm like feeling very I'm feeling very ramp
0: rampagey today. Is that a word? I don't know, but we could say it is. I said <laughs> s- I said some words that weren't words today. So it's been a long, a long day today, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Well thank Let you guys for <laughs> But us know if on the
1: same page. I'm when to wrap up an episode <laughs> or when to start it. I wish you guys we'll have to like do bloopers. You guys should watch us try to start an episode. In I do like Everyone has gone producing. wrong in so.
0: <laughs> this, this is why we to edit so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But let us know if deep dish is a casserole. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. We Wait. Also oh my gosh I forgot to mention that I have Chicago credentials so I feel like anything I I say say automatically like gives me like three points (laughs) yeah I feel like
1: you definitely have more pull in this argument than I do because you are surrounded by deep dish pizza way more often than I am so you should know you
0: should know better than I would yes deep dish so pizza Try
1: nuts. fighting that guys yeah if any
0: chicagoans come after me let's fight <laughs> no. i highly d-
1: <laughs> i highly doubt that anyone from chicago is gonna disagree it's those from like new york who are gonna be like oh
0: um, i will fight them even more though so <laughs>
1: uh-huh
0: but so that's sort of I feel connector. like that's another that will be our another bonus question, which like the best style of pizza, which which I can get away from deep dish if I Okay, I was gonna say to. I
1: feel like I know your answer. Is that just like no, a, I'll no. take
0: a I'll take out my Chicago bias for a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Cool. Okay, now we can wrap up.
1: <laughs> okay, on it, on it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something. Um let us know if you have any questions about Haze or if we do know any really good Haze dietitians we can refer you to. And we will see you next time.
0: Yeah. Have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your host Emily Krause
0: and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you
1: so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.